everybody and welcome to Study for Well podcast. Today I want to introduce you to Cameron. He went to Georgetown University in Washington DC for his college education and was involved in a chemistry lab and math and science tutoring volunteering for undeserved communities. Now he is a doctor and a second year resident in neurology at Georgetown. Today you will find out how to apply for a medicine degree and also how to pass entrance exams for medical school. Enjoy! Val, my name is uh, Cameron, as you know. Um, I majored in chemistry um, when I was an undergraduate student. I also did a minor in French studies, and then I eventually studied medicine. Um, so I'm a doctor now. Um, in terms of hobbies, I love to cook, eat, and travel. Great. So where did you study? I studied at Georgetown University, which is a Catholic private university in Washington, D.C. That's amazing. So where were you involved and what's your volunteering experience? Yeah, so I was involved in a number of activities when I was an undergraduate. So this was about six years ago, seven years ago. I was an undergraduate from 2010 to 2014. Um, I did a bunch of different things, mostly science related because I was interested in going into medicine at the time. Um, so a few things I did, I volunteered with kids at one of the schools that's located right next to Georgetown's campus. It's called Duke Ellington School of the Arts and the students there are mostly interested in pursuing careers in music or art, um, but my role was mostly to tutor them in math and science so that they could pass their SATs. Um, so I was involved in that, which was a very fun experience. They're super talented, bright students, um, so I really enjoyed that. Um, and then I also did a lot of research when I was an undergrad. Um, I was involved in chemistry research with one of my professors. Um, I did some like crystallography research in organic chemistry. Um, published a couple papers, and then I ended up, um, that led me to get a job at the National Institutes of Health, otherwise known as the NIH, um, the place where Dr. Fauci works, <laughs> and I um, ended up working there for a year in protein crystallography research before going to medical school. That's a really amazing experience indeed. So when did you graduate at Georgetown University? I graduated in 2014, so six years ago. Um, from May of this year, um, but I've been in Washington, D.C. for the past 10 years, so I just celebrated my decade anniversary in August, actually. Fine, so as far as I know, you spent your summer experience abroad in France, so how was it? Uh, it was so much fun. So when I started at Georgetown, I knew I wanted to at least do a minor in um, one of the languages and French was a language I've been taking since I was in fifth grade. So since I was 10 years old, I've learned French. So I was always really interested in French language, French culture, French food, of course. <laughs> um, but I um, ended up um, doing an abroad program as part of my minor. Um, and that took me to a small town called Tours, which is a small town about an hour and a half from Paris um, on the TGV. And it's located um, in the Loire Valley region. So that's the region where there are lots of uh, castles, chateaux, as they say in French. Um, there's a lot of good wine and goat cheese and just really friendly people that um, apparently speak um, some of the purest French in the entire country. So it's a great place to actually learn the French language. 
Um, at that point, I was very advanced in my studies. So the classes I took were more geared towards culture and literature, um, as well as some like art history um, classes. And there was like a few, a few lectures on government and diplomacy as well. So it had nothing to do with medicine, which was kind of a nice break from all the rigorous science classes I had to take. Um, and that's also something that I love about Georgetown's undergraduate. They really encourage a well-rounded education. So even if you want to study science, you, you take a lot of liberal arts classes, you take language classes. Um, the campus is actually located um, across from the French embassy. So um, there's a lot of uh, emphasis on learning foreign languages and it's a requirement for students to be proficient in a foreign language. Um, but back to the abroad experience, I stayed there for almost seven weeks, um, almost two months rather. I stayed um, with a French woman. Um, so we all had host families when we were there. Uh, mine was just a lady who was living by herself, but she hosted students from other countries as well. We had a few other American students at one point and then two students that came from Pakistan that stayed with us. It was definitely a very interesting cultural experience. And one of my favorite aspects of it was having her, um, she would cook dinner every night and we would have very long conversations in French exclusively um, from around 8 p.m. to 10, 10, 30 p.m. Just talking about life, common interests, how my day was. Um, it really helps me to become fluent in French. Um, and we had a lot in common too. She shared a common interest in um, food and travel as well, and as well as cinema. So we had a lot of things in common. Um, so overall, it was an excellent experience. Highly recommend that students in America study abroad to kind of get that perspective of what it's like to live in a foreign country. Thank you. That's really amazing advice. So as an yeah. international student, I think I will apply for Erasmus program, if you know that. Yes, yes and Erasmus. And France sounds like a really good option. <laughs> yeah. So speaking about medicine, how did you apply for this degree and why did you choose this uh, major? Yeah. So just like everywhere in the world, medicine is so hard to get into. It's just a very stressful, rigorous process. You have to really be committed to it. Um, and to be honest, at the beginning of my undergraduate ed education, I really didn't even know what it meant to be a medical student or a doctor. I really was just kind of exploring what I was interested in. Um, I knew I wanted to do something in the sciences, but also I had that interest in foreign languages. So I really was open-minded at the beginning. Um, some American students go into um, college knowing that they definitely want to go to medical school and that there's absolutely no other options for them. But I was kind of different in my perspective. I definitely wanted to explore other routes before I made that decision. Um, so it definitely wasn't a decision that was made overnight. It wasn't a decision that was even made in the first few years. Finally, by my third year of college, I realized that I really wanted to take that route. Um, so in the United States medical school, um, most students go to medical school after completing a four-year program in undergraduate education. Um, there are a few exceptions where some students can actually get into medical school from high school, and that's like a seven to eight-year program usually that's guaranteed. Um, but a lot of times it's hard in the United States to really gauge whether you want to go to medical school at such a young age. So those programs are usually pretty discouraged, actually. Um, it's much more common to go to a school for college and to do um, your undergraduate studies, get a well-rounded liberal arts and science education and take what are called pre-med requirements. Um, so pre-medical requirements consist of two years of chemistry, two years, uh, sorry, two semesters of general chemistry, two semesters of organic chemistry. 
um, at least a semester of biochemistry, two semesters of biology. Um, usually they recommend an advanced biology class as well. And then two semesters of physics as well as um, calculus. Um, so those are only the, those are the true requirements. Nowadays, they're actually recommending psychology and sociology classes as well. Um, a lot of medical schools are looking for very well-rounded students. So they really want you to have a very good foundation in both the basic sciences, but also the social sciences. Um, so I took all those requirements. The requirements were less when I was a student, but now they're increasing the requirements. And then you have to sit for a really long test. Actually, it isn't, it isn't particularly long, but it's a very hard test. It's called the MCAT, um, which is the Medical College Admissions um, Test, MCAT. Um, and it's probably the hardest test I've ever taken in my life, harder than my medical board exams. Um, you take, um, it basically tests you on everything you've learned, um, the organic chemistry, the general chemistry, the physics and the math. And then the worst part of it, in my opinion, oh, there's also biology. The worst part um, was there's a verbal reasoning section where you have very little time to read these passages and answer questions about them. Um, and I definitely thought that part was the most difficult because you have to read quickly. Sometimes they're very abstract um, passages and then you have to kind of get what they're trying to talk about quickly. Um, so at one point I was nervous that that section of the test would prevent me from getting a good enough score to get into medical school. Uh, but fortunately I was able to pass it um, with a very high score. So I was able to apply to the medical school by the end of my um, fourth year of college. Because I applied at the end of my fourth year, I took a year off to do some research at um, NIH in Bethesda, Maryland, which is just next to Washington, DC. It's a suburb of DC. Um, that was an excellent year. It got me a lot of exposure to biochemistry, microbiology. And then it was during that year when I interviewed for medical school. And I also did some uh, shadowing of physicians in different specialties, including neurology and pediatrics. Um, and ophthalmology. And I also um, did some volunteering at Georgetown Hospital to get more exposure to what it's like to work in a hospital setting. So I think all of those experiences really um, solidified my interest. It was not only the science that I liked, but it was being with patients, interacting with families, really having a meaningful role in a person's life. Um, and as a doctor, you get to touch people in ways that you don't normally do on a regular basis. So you get that special connection with people. And I think that's absolutely wonderful. Great. So can you please give some advice for international students who want to pass the MSAT, like for their medicine degree? And how do you prepare for this exam? Um, yeah, of course. So um, international students, you can either take the MCAT, the MCAT in you can take it in the United States if you end up coming here for college, or you can take it um, abroad if you do your college in another country. Um, so the it's definitely a hard test. It requires a really good um, foundation in the English language. So definitely if English is not your first language, I highly recommend reading a lot of articles in English, um, reading things like the New York Times or um, the New Yorker or other publications, The Economist, um, just publications, scholarly um, American publications that are in English. I know um, there's a lot of English spoken in Europe, actually, or around the world. So I know that you guys get a lot of exposure to the English language and you guys are very good at English. Um, but it's important to make sure that you read a lot of things so you can kind of 
get get the message across really quickly because the test is more of a test of thinking than memorizing. So you definitely need a good foundation in science in order to pass the test, but you also need to be able to read things quickly and get the message across quickly. Um, so definitely um, make sure that you take all those classes that the required pre-medical classes um, and make sure that other than that, make sure that you're actually reading a lot of things because when it comes time to actually sit for the test, um, you're going to need to um, have a study schedule that incorporates question bank, which is just um, what I used was Kaplan Medical, K-A-P-L-A-N, which is a common test prep resource in the United States. But there's also a resource that we use in medical school called UWORLD, U-W-O-R-L-D. And I think they have MCAT resources now too. And those are good practice materials that kind of get you into the swing of things when it comes to trying to answer um, standardized test questions and read these passages. Um, so definitely um, to summarize, make sure that you're reading a lot, read a lot of American publications, read a lot of English publications, read a lot of books, lots of nonfiction books to make sure that you're in, you keep up with your English and then make sure you get a good foundation in the sciences, biology, chemistry, and physics, um, as well as um, for the psychology, sociology part, I think those questions are a little more straightforward, uh, but those require, once again, knowing the English language really well and being able to um, basically absorb um, the message um, quickly. So those are, that's my advice for international students. Great, thank you for that. So I have another question about colleges. How many colleges, uh, I mean, medicine colleges, did you apply in? Okay, so, um, yeah, so as I said, in the United States, we do four years of undergrad, and then after that, we can apply to medical school. A lot of people take time off between the two. In fact, it's more encouraged these days that people take at least a year off in between to pursue other interests, make sure that medicine is right for you. Um, it kind of depends on how your scores are, but even at the end of the day, every medical school looks for different things. The acceptance rate overall to medical school out of everyone who applies in the United States is in the 40%. So it's less than half of people that apply will get into one medical school. Um, so it's definitely very competitive. Um, I think I applied to around 20 medical schools. Some people apply to even more. The problem with applying to a lot of medical schools is that you end up spending a lot of money um, and you also end up um, having to write a lot of secondary applications, um, which those applications are more like, why do you want to go to this particular program? So it creates more work for you and it becomes expensive. So it, it kind of is a decision that you have to make based on what your credentials are, how good your test scores are, how good your grades are, how good your activities are. Um, I, I recommend at least 20 for people, um, but um, some people go higher, some people do 50. I, I think 50 is too much personally. I think if you apply to 50, there's there's some problem in your application that's making you want to apply to more schools. So you kind of have to address that problem before you apply to medical schools. But the great thing about the United States is that there are lots of second chances in the US. Some people don't get into medical school the first time and they end up doing something else for a year. They end up um, working in a research lab. They end up doing some type of um, post-baccalaureate um, degree, a master's degree. And then I've seen a lot of success in people that that do that year to kind of figure out what their, their goals are and to improve their application. Um, so definitely my advice is don't, don't get discouraged if you don't get in the first time. 
um, because people are successful the second and sometimes even third time they apply. We also have a few different options for medical school in the U.S. The program I went into is the common program, the medical degree program, which is MD, which means that at the end of the program, you'll have the title of MD, medical doctor. But we also have another type of medical school called DO, which is Doctor of Osteopathic Medicine. Um, and that is all the same requirements as an MD, but you also learn a little bit about alternative medicine and other techniques um, to kind of treat the whole patient. So it's more than just modern medicine, it's also some traditional medicine. Um, and that degree is, is regarded as highly as the MD degree. People get into residency programs with both degrees. Um, the only difference is that the DO program, the schools are that um, host that program are usually not the big name schools. So Georgetown is considered an MD program. It's a national university. It's a big name school. Uh, the DO programs are more lesser known schools, but at the end of the day, you're still becoming a doctor. And those programs are technically a little bit less competitive to get into just because they don't have the same title that you get at the end of the day but they're just as rigorous. People take the boards, people become doctors, people do residency and they practice and have successful careers. Um, so those are the options with regards to medical training. Great, thank you so much Cameron for today's podcast and thank you for your time. It was really amazing and I wish you good luck on your experience and your journey. Thank you so much Val. Um, I wish you good luck as well and please let me know if you have any other questions about anything. Thank you so much and have a good day. You too. Take care.